my name is Emily Hines, and I attend Houston City Council meetings, and I take notes, which I am sharing with you. Today's notes are from the very first council meeting of 2023 on January 4th, 2023. I will start with the monthly financial report. As usual, much of the monthly financial report continues to remain over my head, but here are two notables. This monthly report is the first that reflects the new container lease fund, which is for garbage cans. I don't know that much about it, except that it's been mentioned quite a bit. The 2022 annual financial report is ready and available at houstontx.gov controller ACFR. Mayor Turner noted that Houston's net worth increased from about $3 billion to about $5 billion. Controller Brown noted that, yes, this is an exciting development and praised this administration's work on pension reform as the major contributing factor. He did, of course, repeat his usual warning that the city is operating under a structurally unbalanced budget by using temporarily available federal funding, like ARPA dollars, to pay for annual recurring costs. He's been sounding this call for quite a while. Next, I'll go over the public comments. Usually the public comment portion of the meeting is on Tuesdays, but because this was the first meeting back after holiday, the two days were consolidated. I recorded eight public speakers. I'm not going to tell you about all of them, though. The first speaker represented the Clean Energy Fund and advocated for the city to partner with them to help people access renewable and energy efficiency resources, and everyone was amenable. Several people advocated for Houston's unhoused community. As current or formerly unhoused people themselves, they were able to speak directly to the needs of homeless people and the ways in which they are not being served by the city. The theme that stood out to me was that many homeless people don't have the ability to access the resources the city offers for so many reasons, and the city isn't doing a great job of making those resources accessible or listening to what actual homeless people say they need and want. Next up, I'll go over the mayor's report. Mayor Turner outlined his priorities for 2023, which will be his last year in office, and I'll go over those priorities. His guiding principle is execution and implementation, and he said, quote, it's about getting things done. Turner wants to make major events bigger and grander. January events coming up are the Chevron Marathon, the MLK Parade, the A-Leaf Multi-Service Center Ribbon Cutting, and the Sunnyside Multi-Service Center Ribbon Cutting. He said, public safety will be huge. Turner said that Chief Finner will be at council next week to give a 2022 crime analysis. He mentioned solid waste, combating illegal dumping, and said more cameras will be going up in 2023 at illegal dump sites. He wants to break ground on 3,000 single-family homes and 7,000 apartment units. He says this will saturate the market and bring housing prices down. Homelessness will remain a priority, but Turner mentioned that homeless numbers in Houston have been going down and said we are the model across the country. There is a new navigation center opening this quarter, and the city plans to advocate during the upcoming legislative session for money for mental health services. Turner briefly mentioned parks, street reconstruction, the climate action plan, detention basins, and the airports. In conclusion, he said, let's make 2023 a happy year. Now, I'll move on to some agenda items that caught my interest. Item 6 approved final payment for a completed $1.5 million contract. Work included reconstruction of sidewalks, street services, curbs, etc. 
Councilmember Castex Tatum complained that the work is already crumbling and falling apart and questioned the warranty policy the city uses. It seems there's only a one-year warranty on this work. Item 7 approved a similar $1.7 million contract, and Councilmember Castex Tatum made the same complaints. She said it's especially disappointing because she and other council members use their district funds for this work, and it's already coming apart. She attempted to tag the item, but Mayor Turner asked her to instead refer it back to the administration. He complained that this was the first time he was hearing of this problem and asked for council members to come to him first with problems before they get on the agenda. Because once they're on the agenda, it implies that they have his stamp of approval. Item 10 approved $315,000 to buy microchips and related supplies for Bark. Councilmember Alcorn said mandatory microchipping is here in reference to a pet ordinance that I'm not 100% familiar with. Alcorn said that when a similar measure was adopted in San Antonio, the return of lost dogs to their owners increased by 20%. She said this is a direct response to the stray animal issue and will help reduce animals on the street. Item 11 approved a $150,000 item for a marketing plan to educate people on what to do and what not to do when experiencing car trouble on the freeway. Councilmember Peck voted for this item but expressed concern that it might be wasted money. She asked for an update on outcomes and how the money is being spent. Items 20 and 21 approved the acceptance of funding from the State of Texas Homeless Housing Services Program. These funds must be used by the city on activities eliminating and or preventing homelessness. Item 42 set a public hearing date on Wednesday, January 11th at 9 a.m. to update portions of the city's development code, which is called Chapter 42, to create more opportunities for walkability, affordability, and equity. I'm going to spend a bit more time on items 8 and 9, which include much MWBE drama, and don't despair, I will explain what MWBEs are. Several council members took issue with items 8 and 9. Both were to approve final payment for completed contracts, and neither contract fulfilled their MWBE goals. MWBE stands for Minority and Women-Owned Business Enterprises, and the city sets MWBE goals for most city contracts to ensure that the city is hiring and supporting minority and women-owned businesses. For item eight, which was a $4.9 million contract, Mayor Turner and Councilmember Castex Tatum both defended the prime contractor. They argued there was no other contractor available who could perform what is called a static pipe burst. Therefore, failing to meet the MWBE goal was justified in this case. Councilmembers Pollard and Plummer both disagreed and argued that prime contractors need to have contingencies in place for all scenarios, including static pipe bursts. They both voted no, but the item still passed, so that contractor will get paid. Item 9 would have approved a $1.5 million contract for water main rehab, but after much discussion, Councilmembers Kubosh and Thomas tagged it, so it'll be on hold. The Office of Business Opportunity, or OBO, gave this contractor, Integrated Corrosion Companies, an unsatisfactory rating, which I don't remember ever happening before. Thrilling. OBO said they failed to meet the MWBE goal, didn't use the subcontractors they said they would, and didn't file the proper deviation requests, or make good faith efforts to fulfill the MWBE goal. Deviation request now ranks pretty high on my list of favorite city council phrases, but not as high as sludge dewatering. It's really hard to beat that. 
There was much discussion on whether the city could just refuse to pay this contract and have legal grounds to stand on when we get sued, which we would. Councilmembers Kubosh and Thomas tagged it, so it's on hold for another week. Maybe there will be some backdoor negotiations that will resolve it. We shall see. And that's it. That was the first meeting of 2023. Big thanks to our Patreon supporters, and we have one new one to thank, Jennifer Rogers. If you want to get in on this hot funding opportunity, the Patreon is patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes, and we appreciate it. And I also want to especially thank Houston in Action and ACLU Texas for their support, and Tecolotl, who have been doing Spanish translations for these notes, which you can catch on my Instagram, which is at emilies, and the website, which is emilytakesnotes.com. You can find resources for this episode, including where to watch city council meetings and how to find your city council member in the show notes. This podcast has music from Joe Wozni. It was produced by Connor Clifton. And that's it for this week. I'm Emily Hines, and I thank you for listening. 